one of the subjects I'm doing for school this year that I don't think I've mentioned um, in any of my videos on the the channel yet is uh, history. We're doing a world history class and well, if you could call it a class, that's what it is. And some we have different assignments with it. And so one of the assignments that I have coming up this week is to present an expository speech. Now, the expository speech is meant to explain some topic that we learned about or to extrapolate on some topic that we kind of learned about but want to know more about. Um, this section of the history book has been focusing on time. It's the history book entitled The Discoverers by Jan Daniel J. Bornstein. And so it's on the developments of time and the human understanding of time and how that developed historically. One of the ways in which we really pushed for spring clocks to be developed was in discovering longitude. So that's what my speech is about here. So my speech is going to be about what latitude and longitude are and how to find them without a GPS. So this is basically going to be a rough draft for that speech. I don't know if my speech is going to be using all these slides or not. I don't know if I'm going to have to write out a speech and then memorize the script or what's going to actually be going on yet, unfortunately, because I would like to get memorizing if that's what I have to do since I only have, well, today and then two more days until I'd have to give the speech and it's five minutes long. And so that's a little bit of you know content to memorize, to say the least, so... Anyway, so I'll give a rough draft of what I hope my speech will look like. So, latitude and longitude without a GPS. Uh, we now can have our latitude and longitude found out to basically a centimeter in error, but it didn't used to be that way. Latitude is the north-south coordinates on the globe. Longitude is the east-west coordinates on the globe. Longitude is the east-west coordinates on the globe in association with the prime meridian, a slightly arbitrary decision of where to place the center of east and west, but we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, the equator marks zero degrees on your latitude, and then you start to get into negative in the south pole and you're positive in the north pole. To find your latitude, all you need to do is have the North Star. The North Star is one of the only things in our universe here that points in a true direction all the time. The North Star is rather easy to find um, most any nights when it's not too cloudy. You can find it if you're in the Northern Hemisphere almost any time of the year. That's why, for example, the coordinates on the globe are positive if they're in the north is because people started to find the North Star before they could find anywhere where they were in the south and that's part of the reason why navigation was so much more advanced by northern countries not only because most of the population of the world lives in the northern hemisphere but also because we had the north star so if you take the big dipper which is one of the most recognizable constellations and you take the two stars at the end of the big dipper and you follow them out it points to the north star the north star is the tip of the handle on the little dipper as you can kind of see in this diagram you can also look at Cassiopeia, and it's in between Cassiopeia and the Big Dipper. Cassiopeia is one of those constellations, like the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper, who stay around in the Northern Hemisphere all year long. The North Star is, like I said, in place. That's why all the rest of the constellations basically revolve around it. You can actually tell time, more or less, by the North Star Polaris is what it's called, and its relationship to the Big Dipper. So you can obviously see how all the rest of the sky is rotating around 
a North Star, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. We, most of our constellations are seasonal, but North Star is not in this little gif, I guess you could say. North Star is obviously that blue dot. You may have seen images like this before. This is the circulating of the stars around the North Star. This is a time-lapse time -lapse photo. They used these devices, which are called astrolobes. Um, they were invented in the around 220 to 150 BC. And what an astrolobe would basically do is you would point one of these little arrows, it almost looks like a clock, you would point one of the little arrows, I mean, rather, that's wrong. You would point this tip thing, as you can see, there's a more grand tip on the image to the left and a less grand one on the image to the right. But you point that directly at the North Star and then adjust your little deal to your gravity and that would be your degrees of latitude. So if you are in Mississippi and you point the little tip towards the North Star at night and then you adjust the other deal for, you know, where you're standing, your gravity, then you have your latitude. It's rather easy. People figured it out pretty early on. These are some of the first standardized ways of figuring it out, although people kind of had different ways before that. Um, the, starting in the Middle Ages, there was what's called the cross staff and the back staff. The cross staff could act the same way towards the North Star, but it also allowed degrees of the sun, altitude of the sun, and then you could try to find other things in the sky with respect to the sun and um, in the day or any other object in the sky. So a cross staff, you would have to look at the sun. Uh, a couple hundred years later, the back staff was invented so that you wouldn't have to look at the sun. It was much more of a comfortable measurement. In the 18th century, a sextant was invented. Uh, we could go talk for a long time about all the details of a sextant because it's quite an interesting instrument. As you can see, it's easier to see it on the right, at least to begin to explain it, and then you can see the complexities in the image to the left. You have the little telescope thing, and the thing that it's pointing at is a mirror. The thing directly above the telescope is another mirror. That mirror above the telescope can adjust. All the other little um, gadgets, I guess you could say, up by the mirrors are just shades so that if you're looking at the sun, the sun doesn't burn out your eyes. The reason why pirates would tend to wear patches is because they would use sextants without the proper um, shades, or they would use a backstaff without, or I mean, it would probably be a cross staff, and they'd burn out their eye, and so that's why they had a patch on. Um, and so this was a more precise way of finding out where you were. You could find out to, like, basically, I mean, however much you cared to find out, probably a tenth of a degree on most sextants. Some of them are obviously more advanced than others, but this is what became the way to identify objects in the sky and definitely to identify your latitude. The problem is, is that we couldn't find longitude. Longitude is a much harder thing to find. There is no stable way to measure where you are east to west. Now, not even, we couldn't use where the sun rises and sets, but even then, the sun doesn't rise due east most of the time, and neither does it set due west most of the time. One of the things that so, I mean, like, if you go on Google and you Google longitude before clocks, which is what I'm going to be talking about, it's basically non-existent. They're like, Google will basically tell you, 
Um, we have no we have no search results for what you're trying to find because it basically didn't exist. Um, here's a map of Ptolemy, as you can see, because he didn't know latitude or longitude very well. It kind of got his map off. It's pretty impressive. I just wanted to show you this because latitude and longitude are very integral to this. One of the ways that maybe they would try to find longitude was lunar distance. So you take a star, say Regulus in this example, measure it off of the horizon with your sextant, if you had one, if you're in that time period, or with your cross staff, and, or even with your astrolobe, although that would not be the most precise measurement. Um, and Based off of that, then you would measure the altitude of the moon, as you could see. Then you'd measure the angle between those and the lunar distance. Then you'd have to have an almanac, and you'd have to do many, many calculations. Now, part of the problem with this is that if you were even a little bit off in your calculations, you could be hundreds and hundreds of miles off at sea. And hundreds and hundreds of miles at sea, or anywhere for that matter, is quite a long ways. So... Lunar distance for calculating longitude didn't work all that well. It wasn't until John Harrison, who was an English inventor, came up with the chronometer in the mid-1750s that we were able to really understand where our longitude was. Before then, you and part of the reason why this chronometer was important was because it was driven by a spring. You couldn't really have a clock that was driven by a weight because the gravity of the ship is always shifting. And you couldn't really have hourglasses because even five seconds difference in your – because if you have five seconds off on your time, then that could equal up to – well, it would actually directly equal 180 miles off on your – global distance and 180 miles is obviously a long way so this had to be a very precise measurement but how did they even find longitude once you had a clock well you see you can find what noon is in the sky by measuring a shadow you can take a little pole or basically anything else for that matter and measure what time noon is on your clock um, noon in our Clock time is generally not noon solar time in modern times, but you can measure that. Say it was 12.11 in one place. Say that was Greenwich, England. That's why, you know, England is at the center of our maps, partly because the center of the world almost, although it's a lot farther north, I suppose. Um, but it's placed in the center of the maps, and it's where the Prime Meridian is. And that's the Prime Meridian, as we talked about earlier, is that place where... All the, you know, where you measure your longitude off of, your east-west coordinates off of. So what you would have to do is you would take your, like I said, your time, your solar noon, and then for every 15 degrees that you went somewhere, that would equal one hour of difference. So if you went from, say, London, England to Constantinople, that's about 30 degrees. There's about a two-hour time change in solar time. And by knowing those degrees and by knowing the time that has changed, say you measure your time in Greenwich, England, and the sun is in the middle of the sky on your clock. And mind you, your clock does not change for the time zones because there's no such thing as time zones, and it would be very unhelpful if it did. Say the sun is at, due, is at noon at 1211, 
Then when you're traveling east, all of a sudden the sun is at noon at 1041. Then you can calculate how many degrees you are away from Greenwich, England. Then when it becomes night, you can calculate how many degrees you are from the North Star or the North Pole, and voila, you have your coordinates on the globe. So you can actually do this yourself. You can measure whatever time it is at noon where you live. Maybe it's 12 o'clock directly. Maybe it's 1158. It depends on the time of year. And then if you're going somewhere else, then you can measure what the time is there. And you can measure the difference in the degrees between those two areas, how far away on the degrees of the globe you are. Then if you have a simple little device, you can even make one at home yourself. There's uh, instructions at hilloroad.com slash inclinometer, which is basically like the astrolobe, which was the first example. You can actually find your latitude. And so now you have your longitude and your latitude. Now you may want to try to you know, calculate your longitude to Greenwich, England, but you can also just ca calculate it from wherever you are right now. And so that's the end of my presentation. So like I said, that's going to hopefully be my presentation. That was obviously longer than five minutes, and this is a rough draft. And so I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be thinking about this more. I might even make another video. I don't know. My podcast is kind of backed up right now, so I won't even be able to release another video or another podcast episode until Friday, unless I'm going to double up the episodes on the days, which I'm not going to do. And so this video might even just go onto the YouTube, and then I might upload a different one onto the podcast. But So that's something like what my presentation is going to look like. Thanks for watching.